Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Hi everybody and welcome to Soul Searcher, my beautiful podcast. Today I am joined by Wilda Privil and she is here as my special guest today. Um, at 30 years old, Wilda Privil started questioning everything in her life. Why did she have no money? I think we all ask that question sometimes at some point in our life. Why did she not have a big house? Why does she have nothing? These are the questions that I feel and this is why this talk is so important why we you know have to have these conversations um she started making huge changes in her life pivoted and now believes that the story you are most ashamed of is the story that you need to be sharing wilda is an astrologer and transformational coach who supports high performers by addressing the habits behaviors and the fears that are repelling them from the personal and professional growth and the fulfillment that they want in their life so welcome my love i'm so happy to have you here hey thank you so much for having me i appreciate you mm, thank you so tell us where are you from and tell i'm us from uh, go ahead so i'm from miami born and raised um, I've lived in several cities, but I'm back here again. Um, I just love it. I love knowing that I'm near the water. Um, my parents are from the island of Haiti and they migrated here in the early 80s. And so my family lives here. We still live here. And so I love it. Beautiful. And so tell us a little bit about your life story. What oh, are you doing this work that you are doing now? Uh, like the bio said, um, I had you know, uh, been ex and I think we all go through, not that I think now knowing what I know about the work that I do, we all go through a time where we're about the age of 30 and we been to, we begin to question our, the viability of our adulthood. And we're thinking, what is going on? Where is, you know, my life that, you know, sex in the city thought, you know, told me that I was supposed to somehow, <laughs> some way I was supposed to just, you know, magically, magically manifest this life, you know, the car, the bill, you know, the, 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 um, the friends and the brunch and the money. And I thought mm. that didn't happen for me at 30. What exactly am I doing? What am I doing wrong? And so I became, um, I had learned that I was becoming pregnant, uh, that I was pregnant, that I was going to become a mother. And I asked myself the question that most of us ask when we're about that age and faced with what is it that, you know, what the next chapter of our life was going to be or is going to be. And I sat down with God and I'm like, I cannot believe you chose me to be a mom. Like I was not ready for this, even though I was clearly well into my thirties or at least about to be 32. And I asked, what the F is wrong with me? There's some, there's clearly something wrong with me. There's something has to be wrong, right? Because I seen my friends who were doing really great things and I had the comparison syndrome really bad. And I thought there has to be something that I'm not doing right. And I thought I got, I started to get really scared because I did not want to impart the, um, I don't know, the mindset, the habits that I had had and had um, not manifested or the ways in which my life had not materialized. I did not want that for my daughter. Mm. 
-hmm. And so I became a mom uh, two weeks shy of my 32nd birthday. And now here I am a stay at home mom with a baby in my hands. And I'm like, who's whose bright idea was this? <laughs> How in the world am I going to do this? And so after asking that, that, that life question, um, something interesting started to happen. And I started going down the rabbit hole of personal development. And so I read all the books that you are taught to read and, you know, and I thought that I would get my answer there. And so, um, I started to read, um, Millionaire Next Door, um, Awakening My Awakening the Giant Within, Tony Robbins, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, and all the books that you're taught. If you just read this and do the things, it's going to magically happen for you. And it didn't happen like that. And I thought something has to be wrong with me because it's not working. Like, what's wrong with me? Am I, you know, destined to be poor, broke, and just not um, really living in my potential? But somehow, some way. I still don't remember how exactly I had learned about this woman by the name of Chani Nicholas and her work as an astrologer really struck me. And I thought she is like really a, like a brilliant writer when it comes to understanding the stars in a practical way. And I laughed and I scoffed at God and I thought astrology, really? Like, come on, no one, no one believes this stuff, right? Like, come on. And so I was a healthy skeptic, right? But I just couldn't stop looking at her writing. And there was just this way in which she would just really put the stars on paper or in a, in a newsletter at this point that really just did it for me. And it was like a beautiful train wreck that I could not stop watching. Every other week I was buying her workshops and it was just very um, satisfying to me. And over time, I had just had to admit to myself, like, there's a lot about this that I'm understanding. And there was almost almost an instant, you know, I wouldn't say right away, but over time, as I developed the muscle, if you will, of, of, of understanding the stars, I, I had learned that if I'm investing this much time in it, then there's something, there's something to be said. There's something about this. And I just couldn't deny it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had started to learn why I did what I did, how I did what I did, what I did, but especially and more importantly, when I did what I did. And so it really started to reveal itself through the stars. Mm, so powerful. Yeah. So, you know, always if what lights you up is who you are, right? That yeah. is exactly who you are. So follow those seeds, follow that calling of your soul that's helping you to get to that space of deeper understanding. Yeah. And then also, healing because you know along the way as we walk and we go we absolutely have to heal those pesky stories that we have oh no you're not good enough no me yeah. as an astrologer really yeah. who am really? i to do this work <laughs> yeah so, so hmm. but please continue yeah yeah no it was it's it's so powerful to see people like you women like you and men as well um, truly, you know, listen to that call of the, the soul and follow the soul calling and then really anchoring the work that you're here to do so yeah. that you can help other people and change the lives of other people. Because um, I think that you probably also with those questioning or those questions that you had, you know, um, why don't I have the house? Why don't I have the boat yet? Um, surely these books, you know, if I follow it word by word, it's like a map for me to to have what those other people have, right? Yeah. And I think this is where a lot of people fall off the wagon because they go, well, your life path, our life path 
it's so individual, so unique. We are all so different. That that map that they've given you, yes, you take from it what you need, but it right. might not work for you in the way that it worked for them. And so I often see these posts on Facebook, become a millionaire, I can show you how to make a million dollars in a week. And I'm like, yeah, right, you know, that's yeah, not right. going to happen. Because <laughs> there is a lot of things that needs to happen. You know, there's some healing that needs to happen, realization, there's expansion, there's a lot of things, soul gifts, um, activation, and mm. the stars aligning, because I always believe in divine timing. Yeah, because if you're not ready, you don't have to be fully ready, but if you're not ready at a certain level, things are, you're going to be going on a different path or things are not going to fall in place for you. And this is, yeah, this is key in our life journey, isn't it? It is. It really is. I can, I can honestly say that what is for you is for you. And we have this thing where we want to fall into a certain path of having the things happen for us when society tells us they should we are told that we should have you know the career at this age we're told that we're supposed to be parents at this age or that we're supposed to be parents at all we're told that we're supposed to have you know these kinds of things and it's almost like we're living in a way in which these these check marks or these milestones in our lives are supposed to happen and it's interesting because we, in a sense, we're, we're taught to check these things off. And even when we get older, we know that it's not about having this particular thing done in this particular time. And that's what makes us feel satisfied and whole and, 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 and aligned. But we start to realize, or at least when you're doing the work, that there is absolutely no such thing as a particular timeline. There's nothing as a timeline, even when you become, well, in the States, you're legally an adult at 18 years old. I tell my nieces and my cousins and my nephews, and I'm like, there's, even if you are legally an adult, you're not going to feel that way until after 30. I can promise you that they're rushing you to feel like you're an adult, you know, get these credit cards, get these responsibilities. And I'm, and I'm telling you do the opposite, still be a kid. I mean, obviously be responsible, but know that there is no rushing for you to get it right because there is no such thing as getting it right. There's absolutely no such thing as getting it right or at least getting it right at a certain age. You'll start to learn that you do things on your own time. And I think that this is one of the biggest gifts that astrology has taught me, that there is a timing in our life that even though, you know, um, you know we, we all experience a particular thing, we all can experience that that one thing at different times of our lives. And if we honor that, we get off the roller coaster, we get off the comparison syndrome, we get off the uh, imposter syndrome and all the things that we're doing that's making our, our existence or experience so much harder than it has to be. So astrology has taught me, if nothing else, that we all have our own timing to when it is that what is for us is for us. Mm, yeah, and once we embrace that and embody it, the yep. energies of that, then it's so much more powerful in our lives. And we become empowered through that. Yeah. And we live from that space of, of knowing and understanding ourselves in, in such a much better way, don't we? Yeah. yeah, because I feel that often people are disappointed. Like when you, when you went and you asked all those questions, you know, that was a feeling of disappointment, right? Yeah, for sure. You haven't achieved everything that you've achieved. You haven't reached all of these milestones. And it, 
that disappointment keeps people in a space of procrastination oh. in a space of um yeah not enoughness like not enoughness. i'm not enough surely i can't do this you know right and so the beauty of it is when you come out of that space of disappointment and you realize that that was never your journey that was never your path to follow yeah. and you go well okay now i can create my own way so mm -hmm. that beautiful woman that you saw her work you know she was the catalyst to the change that you were your soul was calling you forward to yes yeah. and so you then began to realize that the soul calling was something that was part of you and that was something that you needed to do and yeah. for those of you that's listening out there you know if you have the soul calling if you find something interesting it might be photography it might be you know baking a cake whatever it is follow that soul calling because you as a creator and a creative soul it wants to express itself through different ways and means yeah. here on this planet yeah. so which brings us to astrology as creative expression of our soul a yes. creative expression of your soul so i know there's different types of astrology i recently had a beautiful reading with a woman that blew my mind and she combines yeah. gene keys and astrology and human design yeah. so what type of astrology do you do tell us a little bit more about that oh i love this question okay so when i first started i had no idea how i wanted to serve well let me even before i start talking about how I serve my clients. I didn't know I was going to be an astrologer. <laughs> I did not come into this with the idea that I was ever going to be an astrologer. I had studied it for myself, for my own soul's journey and my own soul's growth and, and healing. And so, um, you know, I then had twins after that and then another, and I'm like, okay, so I guess part of my journey is to become a mom because there's no way that I'm like a mom of five when I started at 32, because at one point I didn't even think I was going to have any, but there was just something really magical about motherhood that started to blossom for me. And it really, and it's so weird because I never want, I've always told myself, God, I never want to be one of those women who says motherhood changed me, you know, because it's like, of course it changed you, but I never wanted to be defined by it. But I had started to realize how much, um, well, when I started looking at my chart, I started to realize just how much motherhood was part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And so we um, got married in 2020 and I even picked my, my wedding date based on astrology. And I picked it for February of 2020 and the pandemic hit in March and the world shut down. And my husband and my mom were like, what? what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just chose the right dates based on what I knew about astrology. And so once I got that kind of, that confirmation, I was like, oh my God, like there's something very powerful here. Cause even then I had never set out to do anything more than understanding it for myself and to, um, to help me to facilitate the healing that wanted to come about. And so when we got married and I picked, you know, um, the, the best date that I caught that I, I could possibly pick, um, I started to do readings and I just wanted to practice a little bit. And so I got a few hours, if you will, under my belt and had a few friends of mine who were, who would volunteer because there's nothing more that we want to know about the world and of ourselves and who are we and why are we and how are we and, you know, all the things. And so I had a, a few people volunteer. And so that was fun. 
But then I had to, I started to learn about how astrology was being used by um, anyone and everyone to, um, to work in their businesses. And I thought, what, how is that possible? And so you use the moon as a timing technique to know when to put out your products, when to make an announcement, when to announce a sales page or to, you know, to, to garner, um, promotions for a product or, or something you're putting out there. And I'm like, this is magical. And so I started to learn about how to do that. But there was something after doing that for about, oh, I don't know, six months or so, a year, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less than a year that didn't quite feel satisfactory to me. It just didn't feel like it quite was what I was here to do. And so I had met with a friend of mine who was another healer. And so she started to ask me, what, what, how did you get into the work that you did? You should start with how you got started, which is healing. And I thought, I don't know why that was never an option for me. And so, <laughs> and so now what I do is, or how I serve is I work with entrepreneurs, um, most of whom are coaches and I work with them to help them to identify, address and heal self-sabotage, the imposter syndrome, because there is a particular technique that I use. It's not coined or anything, but there's a particular type of technique that I use I want to look at your chart. I look at a particular, if you know what a chart looks like, you'll see that it's 12 triangles and each of those triangles talks to us about the place in our life that this particular sign or archetype is being um, experienced. Mm -hmm. And I look at um, three parts of that triangle, if you will, if you will. And I look at how the self-sabotage and the self-doubt and the playing too small or the fears or just basically how the psyche is um, not working with the soul's growth and how it is that those habits and those um, fears and um, the deeper part of the cells can show up in business, right? If there's a reason why, you know, you are not, for example, putting yourself out there, let's talk about that. If I see someone who is telling themselves that they are not a great salesperson, well, let's talk about that. It may be that you are not here to sell, but possibly you're here to grow a sales team and they do it for you or whatnot. So I look at those as well. But essentially, I look at all of the ways in which you are not living your fullest potential and it's showing up in your business. Because I feel like when we address those things, that they stop showing up in our business and we are and we're much more purposeful and intentional in the way that we show up. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you're combining it with astrology. You know, the map of the stars basically yeah. is a map to our soul, a map to our life. So if we tap into that wisdom, why not? It's ancient wisdom, right? We on the talk before um, this one today, I talked about how I love merging ancient wisdom with modern times. So it's absolutely the time to be able to do that and share our yeah. magic and our wisdom in a way that is um, better understood, simplified. Yes. You know, um, we don't have to go into the red tent anymore. We don't mm -hmm. have to, you know, do these ancient old things. Look, if you want to do that, that's fine. If you resonate with that, but there are certainly this way of merging ancient with modern that is incredibly beautiful mm -hmm. um, in our human life right now. And I love that you talked about the imposter syndrome. Mm. And you said that you use specific tools for that. So can you tell us a little bit more about that if you want to share? Yeah, no problem. So I guess the reason why it was so um, important for me to address um, 
the imposter syndrome is because I had a lot of it, right? I had this thing where I would start something, get really passionate about this project, whatever it is. And then sometime when it's actually time for me to put it out there for the world to see, I would say, I would find all the reasons as to why it wouldn't work. I would find it. I don't care if it was a pebble hiding under Mount Rushmore. I would find it. I would find the smallest things and I would really play. Um, I would play it really small. And I'm like, God, there has to be a reason why these this keep this kept showing up in the way that it did. And of course, here you go, astrology. And now I saw it in my chart, how we all have this way of um of really just playing small in our own in our own lives. And so when you look at the um when you look at the chart, it's broken up again into 12 pieces of pie. And one of my favorite uh, what we call houses or areas of life is the 12th house. Mm-hmm. Because the 12th house is called the house of karma. And it shows us how it is that we are here to heal, how it is that we are here to um, work on those things that maybe have been ingrained. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Soul, and there's a part where the uh, the soul, it's an animation, it's really cute, but it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of like, they they would probably be like angels or something like that. And they're all called Jerry. It's so interesting, but all of this, all of the mentors are called Jerry. And so she is shooing away all of these little souls, these would be little babies that are going to incarnate into the world. And, so, and she says, you three are going to be aloof and you, you three are going to be um, egotistical. And so this host, this soul goes, wait a minute, this is where personalities come from? And she's like, of course, what you thought people were just born with them? Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is hilarious. Yeah. Because yeah. when we look at the chart, we see these placements, as we call them, right? Where we see where the sun is. And a lot of us are really uh, connected to and have a really good generalization of our star sign or, or our sun sign. But we forget the fact that we have the moon is up there, but we never think about the fact that the moon is in the sky, but it's also in your chart. You know, Mercury, we always hear it going retrograde every so often. And when it does, it's like the sky is falling, but we never think about us having a Mercury sign. And so when you start to see all of these things, you know, starts to paint the picture of what our personalities are, are, how our personalities are manifesting themselves in this world and in this experience. And so when I look at the sign of the 12th house, it tells me the how this particular archetype is showing up. The 12th house is, again, the house of karmic debt, the house of self-sabotage, the house of self-undoing, and the house in which it's the most isolated part of the chart because it has a connection with places that are closed off or that don't get as much foot traffic, if you will. So places like asylums and nursing homes and dark rooms. And so it's called the house of the blind spot because it also rules places like, for example, prisons. And so there's a way in which you start to see how the behaviors or what needs to be experienced in that realm comes out in um, in our waking life by way of us really being some of our worst critics and our biggest enemies. And so if I believe that if you work on the, um, if you work on that particular part of your chart, if you start addressing what is that area of life trying to show me in which in in how it is that I'm here to heal that you can do some very beautiful deep work that if you can't afford I always say if you can't afford therapy and you don't understand psychology then astrology is here for you and it's free Mm -hmm. it's free astrologers aren't free but if you're willing to go on the journey 
astrology is here for you. And I feel like it is one of the most ancient wisdoms, um, if not the most ancient wisdom, because I feel like I see it everywhere. I see it in all of the sciences. I see it in, you know, the tarot. I see it in human design and gene keys. And it's like when they say as above, so below, it really is fascinating to me because everything starts in the heavens and starts in the sky and everything that comes, um, that's built here, whether it is a modality like human design or even herbs and seeing all of the, diff the different qualities of the herbs, they all start with the foundation of astrology. It's beautiful to me. Mm, it's very, yeah, yeah. That source wisdom. Yeah. And basically the source wisdom connects us to our stars, connects us to astrology, connects us to our own innate healing abilities. I find it fascinating, Wilda, I really do. I've always had this really, just like you, very strong calling to astrology um, yeah. and numerology, actually, as well. And yeah. um, I've always wanted to be an Egyptologist. So, you know, I only have one lifetime. I, you know, how many things can I actually put in? All of the things, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm doing right now is loving my life's work. And this is big stuff that I'm bringing through to this world. So I'm very excited. But, you know, um, I know that I've lived other lifetimes. And this is the interesting thing with astrology. You know, in other lifetimes, it, it's that map to, oh, what did we do? What star sign was I in other lifetimes? And how, you know, what did I need to overcome then? And how did I incarnate through the stargate and through the star sign now? So I find it really fascinating how this beautiful map that we've got can give us so much information and it's what we make with it then so recently i was told through that um reading that i am here um, incarnated for universal love and that my my biggest shadow is acceptance of my or healing my own pain my biggest mm -hmm. gift is acceptance and my biggest shadow is healing my own pain and that of the collective and when i was told that i was like yep yeah, that's exactly you know why i'm here because i had to overcome my own pain to be able to do the work that i am now doing for the collective and so that was it was a big challenge and i went through some really big stuff to be able to do what i am you know doing right now yeah. and the same with you i'm sure that you've been through some big stuff like you said you know in terms of um falling pregnant you're like really i'm a mother but then motherhood is weaved into our life experiences anyway if we choose it right yes yeah. So tell me a little bit more maybe about some of those real aha moments that you've had in your life, transformational moments that really kind of moved you um, or moved you or nudged you, even not moved you, because it doesn't have to be a big bang, right? It's right. maybe mm -hmm. it's maybe like um, meeting someone on the street or whatever it is. So if you want yeah. to share some of those moments with us. Oh, man. Okay, so my husband and i we weren't married at the time we had um we had our kids we not we were not married at the time uh we we knew we were going to but we were kind of lazy with it i'm not sure why and i started to realize that through astrology like i had always and i know this about myself but i had always been a very compassionate person by way of understanding that we are all individual and unique. And I have always embraced all walks of life. I've just always been that way. Um, I had never thought anything of it. Um, I just thought I'm a really awesome human being. <laughs> so I never thought more than anything. But what I started to realize was that there was a way in which astrology started to help me to understand even deeper 
and build a an understanding of the human experience. And that we, when I look at the chart, I think, man, this life is going to manifest in a particular way, in a particular time. And who am I ever to look at someone's life and think they're not doing this thing correctly. They're not doing these things at the time that I think. And it's like, it just made me so incredibly compassionate, like even more so than I was. And there was no one particular moment. It was just over and over. And as I looked at all the, you know, chart after chart after chart, and I could see the different times in their life, I could see what happened to them, or at least try to, you know, build a story about what possibilities happened to them by 12 years old. I can look at it again, you know, at any time. And I can see and understand that as we're having this conversation, why is it that they have materialized their life in the way that it did? Because sometimes what we think should be easy is sometimes very hard for another soul to experience in this lifetime. Because, you know, we have the circumstances that we do with the parents that we have. We have those sets of beliefs that are really hardcore in us by the time we're seven years old and how those hardcore beliefs shape who we become as adults. And so when we look at people, we're like, oh my God, well, I would never. And I'm like, but you don't know that. And so you have no idea what this person is overcoming at a soul level to be what they are budding, becoming and all the things that as to how it is that they arrive to where they are. And so that's one of the things that I just love about my um, my own understanding of the human journey. Um, another thing that really just really transpired for me was my relationship with my husband. He's a Pisces. And if you know anything about Pisces, it's incredibly compassionate. They understand the human experience more than anything. What I started to realize was I, I, I had become more softer you know and I started to really really appreciate him in a way that I can probably say that I had maybe taken advantage of before and so I started to really appreciate what it meant to be loved at the level that he was always loving me and wanted to love me and that yeah we both had work to do but I had found it through astrology and not just because I was looking at a star but it's because I'm looking at I'm looking at how the human experience unfolds. And so there's something, you know, in, in the work that I was doing. And the, the, again, it wasn't one particular situation where I just started to like love him even more. And not just because we were together doing this life thing together, but more so two human, be two human beings who are choosing to life together and really just be compassionate towards each other and what it means to work this so you know this 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 journey together and what what incredible bravery it is to allow yourself to surrender to love and vulnerability and what it means to understand that that person goes through ups and downs and what it means to really hold someone down in terms of there are days where you're going to be incredibly super powered and there are days where I'm not going to be so. And so what does that mean when the person through thick and thin and through, you know, sickness and health really took on a different tone for me once I started to, you know, really get into astrology. And so I hold that same kind of compassion for my clients when I'm looking at their chart. Mm, that is so beautiful. Acceptance is one of the most golden divine threads of love. Yeah. It is something, acceptance is something that, you know, that's the first thing that has to happen. Yeah. 
that first thing acceptance of yourself and then acceptance of where other people are in their journey as that soul yeah in their journey as a human being as well mm -hmm. right yeah. and your experiences are not the same as everyone else's experience for a reason mm -hmm. you chose to have a unique experience you are unique you you yeah. have a unique soul signature so yes. even though we are connected as one we very much experience our life in a different unique way and if we the biggest thing is also comparatonitis you know i call it comparatonitis because wanting to be like everyone else is not yeah. going to get you anywhere else it's not going to get you to where you want to be yeah but coming back to pisces so i have a beautiful i have a son that's um pisces my oh. youngest and I actually, um, I was born on the cusp. So I'm the 21st of March. So I have Pisces and I'm Aries. So literally straight down the middle. Um, so I have always had this fire of Aries and then this water of Pisces, you know, and this constant kind of pull and push, this flowing yeah. and then this passion that comes up. Yeah, it's uh, and, Pisces is yeah. known as the ending and mm -hmm. Aries is the beginning. And so there's a way yeah. in which Pisces is all encompassing because it helps us to understand the human experience by way of that, um, that compassion. And so that's the reason why it is the last water sign because it helps us to know as much as the goals that we want to happen, we want them because you know humans are always efforting. Mm -hmm. None of that shit matters. Yeah. None of it, none of it matters. It really matters if you are living your purpose and your purpose has nothing to do with the things that you have come here to accumulate. It's mm -hmm. nothing to do with the check boxes or the milestones or, you know, all the, the, the busying that we need to do, you know, that we do, mm -hmm. but it's about literally being, which is, um, which is one of Pisces motto is to be, can you allow, can you let flow, can you live and let live? without the judgment without the comparison without the, any of the things the soul's journey is here to experience and what that's going to look like is going to be drastically different from me and my family and my circumstances and all the ways in which my soul is going to experience this human life and this work in this realm today and this lifetime than yours there's no way for us to have all the answers and anybody who thinks they have all the answers and calling anybody any other names or whatever because their life doesn't look like this and oh we all have 24 hours in a day doesn't mean shit yeah doesn't mean anything none of it means anything yeah. we like to think that it means something because that's what we do as human beings it's always did you do this and did they do this and did they lift up this and did they do this and it's kind of like mm -hmm. it's not even about that it's did this person live in a way that was radically self-accepting of their soul's journey in a way that felt evolutionary to them? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, full stop. And I love that because for me, I always say my mission here is love. Okay. And that is the only thing. Why did we incarnate here to return back to love through through our experiences? All what we're doing is we're coming back home to love, to that that beautiful space of peace and balance. And that's what I love about Pisces as well. You know, it's this um, number of of oh, the number associated with it. I always see two, and this balance that comes in that that comes with the energy of Pisces. 
And it's always been a, a bit of a push and pull for me having to navigate the different energies and things. But I think as you move through life, and this is the key, as you move through life, do not take yourself too seriously. Okay, no. because there no. is, like you say, you know, all of this chasing and wanting and all of this nonsense is all a matrix that's been created for us to go oh you have to be a certain way you are infinite love that's it you know and whatever you do however you create however you show up if that can be with an acceptance and love and compassion and kindness for yourself Mm -hmm. and for other people and this is where we're returning back to this harmonious energy co-creative energy of the new earth and all of the energies that are flowing through us and through flowing through from from the divine is all supporting that right yeah. Mm. yeah so it's um yeah and you can probably add a little bit more you know to that but um it's definitely i feel the main reason <coughs> why we are here absolutely the main reason is here to experience the infiniteness of love and the the shadow going through the shadow to be able Ooh, to get yeah. to that space of love yeah so i'm not crying because of anything i'm like oh my god there's something in my throat <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned the shadow and it's interesting because we are filming this during scorpio season mm. and scorpio another water sign mm. wants us to connect through wants us to connect to the part of ourselves that wants to heal all of the water signs do that but scorpio has a way of getting us to the deepest parts of the psyche that sometimes we're told if we, you know, it's either too deep or it's too much. And Scorpio wants to really go for the jugular and not because it wants to hurt anyone, but because what it wants to do is it wants to heal. And so it wants to dig into the psyche and it wants to understand <clears throat> the patterns and the behaviors and the ways in which, how is it that our soul is experiencing the, the parts of ourselves that feel really gruesome? How do we hold grief? And so there's what, that's a, that's the reason why Scorpio season happens during um, um, the part of the year where we talk about the dead and we talk about grief and we talk about loss and we talk about, uh, the ancestors and those who have passed. And when we think about Scorpio, you know, when I, when you look at all the, the all of the elements, we have fire, earth, air, and water. And we have three signs each. So Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are fire, fire, and fire. Water signs are uh, Cancer, and then Scorpio, and then Pisces. And so when we think about, well, how could they be all, how could all of them be water, um, how could they all be water, but be three different signs? Well, let's look at the different ways in which we see water. So when I look at cancer, the archetype, it's not a person. So when we talk about archetypes, the archetypes are not people. They're in a very, very simple way. They are psychological expressions on how it is that we experience our, our, you know, our, 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 our world. And so that doesn't exist through a person, but it exists through an experience and being able to see that. And so when I think about the water element of cancer, cancer is what I call, you know, rapid, 
raging water. It's like the beach on a full moon. And so you can see just how much that water just crashing into the shore because cancers tend to be very moody. And it's not because they themselves want to be this way, or maybe they do, I don't know. <laughs> but cancers have a way of connecting to the waters, <clears throat> the, um, to connecting to water in that in that very moody way. And it's, and it's interesting because cancer is ruled by the moon. When we look at a moon, the moon, the full moon on a, you know, on a very, on a full night, or we're looking at the moon on a full night, we'll notice that the waters at the shores are really coming in. But when it's new moon, the, the, the gravitational pull isn't as strong. Scorpio, on the other hand, is fixed water. And so when we look at that kind of water, it's like a lake, you know, where you can see the water and it may be, you know, not so... Uh, raging, but you can, you know, there's a murkiness to that water. And so you, you're wondering what's underneath there, like what's hiding underneath there. And so Scorpio has that way of like, what is hiding un underneath the surface? It's kind of like a glacier. We see the very top and that's one thing, but there's so much activity going down in the middle or under the, underneath the surface. And then you look at Pisces and I look at Pisces, like it is a stream of water. It's a creek and it's very releasing and it's very um, soft, if you will, if that makes any sense. And it's just going with the flow, going with the current. And so that's how you can look at Pisces. But when we look at the element, the different elements, if you can see them from that lens, you can kind of understand the archetype a little bit better. Yeah, I love that. So right now, that's why people are experiencing, especially in the energies in the last couple of weeks, it's been intense the real strong powerful energies which obviously universal energies of love supporting us yesterday i was told that there is a, a stream of love harmonization for clarity that's coming through that's going mm -hmm. to be supporting us and i think it's you know with the deep waters those still deep yeah. waters of scorpio that we are experiencing like we have to kind of um for me, it felt like I didn't want to go there in terms of just, it was like we were in a holding space in the last couple of weeks, a mm -hmm. real holding space. And that, yes, in the last week I've experienced grief because our beautiful animal passed away and, you know, yeah, of 17 years and a lot of people, a lot of my clients have been messaging me and say, what's going on? I've got old patterns coming up. I've got all the stuff that's coming up for me to look at. And I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. And uh -huh. I'm like, you know what? Right now, all we can do is be in nature, support ourselves through being yeah. in nature, through mm -hmm. connecting through our heart space, connecting with our higher selves, come into that space of harmony where, yes, it is that more of a flow energy instead of that, ooh, okay, brooding deep waters energy that we are all feeling, right? Well, and also the reason why your clients are feeling that way, because we're all kind of feeling something that's brewing like underneath the surface mm -hmm. is because we have been experiencing eclipses in the sign of Scorpio for the last year. And we're going to experience eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus until next year, July, until 2023. And so there is a way in which eclipses happen is really beautiful. It's like this dance that it does in the sky and eclipses are not a particular um, planet. They're not an asteroid or anything, but they're um, calculated by mathematical equation. 
And so we can tell where the moon's um, nodes are and we can say, okay, well, we know that these are going to happen at these, um, these eclipses are going to be happening over the next year and a half in these signs. And so for the last year, since November of last year, we've been experiencing eclipses in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio. And so we have two, uh, we have uh, four of them a year and they happen in, in, in tandem. And we have been experiencing North Node eclipses in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus is a sign that connects us to our um, material resources. And so that's why you've been also seeing the supply chain that's been kind of going haywire across the world and helping us to understand a sense of self-worth. And so that's been growing a little bit or a lot of it. And the South Node eclipses has been where we have been experiencing a draining and a letting go and a releasing. And that's been happening in the sign of Scorpio for the last year. And so the whenever we get a new moon and a full moon in those signs throughout the year, it's been extremely intense. So all of that that they're feeling, especially the last eclipse, which happened, I believe, on the 25th, because Scorpio season started on 23rd. So especially on the last eclipse, not only was the sun there, the moon there, but also Venus, the planet of love, was in the sign of Scorpio was it's still there now and it's been there for the last couple of days and so there's a way in which relationships have really been on the forefront of our minds and our psyches and so relationships are not just lovers but relationships of all kinds family dynamics um, business partnerships and anyone who we relate to and so that's been kind of um, uh, it's been very intense the last um, the last couple of weeks. So it's not just because it's Halloween or Scorpio season, but it's kind of felt like Scorpio season-ish for the last year because of the eclipses and the South Node eclipse. And so it's been, um, it's been pretty rough. <laughs> it's been pretty Absolutely. rough for, for it's us all. Been rough. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's like, yes, we are experiencing all these energies. Yes, we are experiencing the planetary, you know, energies as it's uh, lining up, as it's and the interplay with our own star signs and all of that mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. so beautiful. But it's how we react to it, right? Yes. It's how we move through it and move forward from this moment. We can let it um, consume us, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't be feeling anxious. You know, I've, I've done so much work and I'm still feeling anxious. And I'm like, oh, get your shit together, right? <laughs> Come back into that center. Um, it's just about letting go, letting go of all the attachments of what this energy, yes, you know, let yourself move through it. Let, heal whatever it is that's coming forward and bubbling up. You know, there's, there's, and why I'm saying I'm, I felt like there's a real holding space. It is ex exactly what you said. It's about mm -hmm. this deep waters and kind of, you know, what's brewing underneath. But I've, I definitely feel that we're going to be moving through in these lighter energy that's coming in. The stream of light that's um, coming in in this this week is going to facilitate and assist us as well to lighten yeah. the load slightly. Um, and then what we make with it or of it is entirely up to us, right? Because we are responsible for our own lives. We are creators um, and the choices that we make right now in this right now moment as such is what will move us into the direction that we want to be in or that mm. we want to go into. So, yeah, it's I find it really, really fascinating in terms of all the different planets and how it all makes sense to me. And it's such a beautiful dance. Like you say, it's a beautiful dance with the eclipse as well and with the moon and 
honoring the cycles of the moon and your own cycles and your own body and your own yeah. rhythm you know the rhythm of your heart the the connection with your soul there is so much that we can actually do for ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't have to be in the space of overwhelm we don't yeah. have to be in the space of struggle if we choose it yes i know that there are a lot of people that are experiencing real struggle that's Mm -hmm. in real real bad places and i send my heart and my love out to those people that's experiencing it because all we can do is hold them in compassion and love and send that love out to them so that we you know the intention of love the intention of holding them in that safe embrace is what's so needed instead of sniping at each other judging each other coming into a space of comparison um you know yeah it doesn't help anybody does it oh no Mm. so my love thank you so much for sharing your wisdom it was fantastic is there anything else that you want to leave us with before we go today Oh my God, get into astrology. It'll save your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> it, is, it, is I definitely it is a way of, you know, one of the easiest ways to understand astrology is to not make it as, as, as complicated as you see it online. I mean, it can be if you're, if you're really into it, but see astrology as nature nature has its cycles nature has like right now we're in 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 the northern hemisphere we are experiencing fall and we are going into a time of year where we are having less and less light in the sky Mm -hmm. and if you pay attention to that then you would have noticed like oh well that's also how I am to move in 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 cycles with the with with the sun and with the earth If, if and if you honor that and if you really pay attention to that, you would have realized that this roller coaster that we're always on or always told to be on is not normal. It's not normal for us to feel anxious all the time. It's not normal for us to feel, you know, um, wavering all the time and to be so unsure of ourselves. It's because we're on other artificial cycles that keep us in these really, really confined, suffocating in a sense spaces and that's really not what we need we don't need more of that energy and if you look at astrology it tells you and you look at your chart it always tells you literally what time it is for you Mm, i love that Mm, so beautiful thank you gorgeous soul i absolutely loved this talk today thank you for sharing and um i can't wait to find out more i am fascinated by it and the more you know like i've got that soul calling i've been getting a nudge about this for a while now and um yeah it's definitely something that i'm definitely going to be deep diving into so much more and also the understanding for myself you know as a soul as a human being here it's so profound and why would you not want to find out yes there is an information overload but like i said before take from it what you need in the moment take what resonates with you you know make notes maybe three years down the line two years down the line you pull out your journal and you go, oh my gosh, this was exactly where I was at that time. But look, you know, this is what I was told where I'm going to be in three years. And it makes so much sense. So just navigate your journey with an open heart. That's all I want to say to people that's listening out there. Follow the little nudges from your soul and allow yourself to be guided. You know, every step of this beautiful human journey that we live here 
as a gift if you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Wilda. Until we speak again, beloveds, I shall see you very soon again. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye.